I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Hard Currency, the Financial Times podcast on the foreign exchange market. I'm Roger Blitz and my guest is Mark Astley, Chief Executive of Millennium Global Investments. We're going to focus on the reaction to the Fed's 25 basis points rise, which has seen the dollar index at a 14-year high, the euro below 105, the yen at 118, sterling hovering above 125. We've seen two-year yields nearing 1.3%, its highest level since 2009, and the renminbi is at eight-year lows. Mark... What did you make of Janet Yellen's performance? Was it hawkish as expected or was it, or were we expecting a more dovish uh, line from her? I think it was broadly in line with what we expected. As you know, the market had discounted a rate rise and we got it. Dots were slightly adjusted. There's an expectation now by the Fed of probably three rate rises next year. What was key and interesting about the press conference in particular were, were perhaps two things. One being that she acknowledged very clearly that the slack in the labor market has now been exhausted. And the Fed, therefore, has its eyes on what inflation potential would there be with an economy growing at 2% plus next year. You see, I feel slightly cheated because I was so used to the Fed being so cautious about the economy that now it seems at this very moment to be decided the economy is in fantastic shape. They didn't lead us into this position, did it? They seem to have suddenly arrived at that. Well, she's now made the point explicitly, and she said this, that the view of the Fed about the economy is it has been remarkably resilient. resilient yeah and read that as being somewhat unexpectedly so. So I think we're changing from a regime in which the Fed wanted to make it as easy as possible to get growth going, and now they're acknowledging there's inflation potential and they should shift gears and perhaps have a tighter monetary policy than they would have had or thought about in the spring or the summer of this year. Now, she did mention the prospect of fiscal policy, but this Fed meeting was a reaction to the economy, wasn't it, rather than Trump? Absolutely. And in fact, in the Trump comments, and she was asked understandably about that quite a lot. She rode back from saying anything in particular because of the uncertainty. And in fact, she used that word on numerous occasions, thinking that the outlook is somewhat foggy. No one really knows the vigour and the speed in which and at which fiscal policy will be eased. So what does the market now think about the prospect of tax cuts and a fiscal stimulus coming from the new administration? Do we now see that as a bonus if it happens uh, and that, therefore it matters less whether it comes off? Well, the market's very much post the election of number eight, thinking there will be a substantial fiscal ease for the first time in many years. We're likely to go into a regime, not the same as the Reagan era, but in sympathy, meaning tighter money and easier fiscal. And that's been responsible for a vigorous sell-off in the long end of the fixed income market and a bull market in equities. The big takeaway, is it not, that unconventional monetary policy is in the past. Very much so. And I think 2017, we'll see that around the world, there'll be a pullback from that, both in the US and elsewhere. And elsewhere, you talk, God, we talk about tapering forever in the Eurozone and Japan. Does the Fed meeting, the Fed decision, does this speed this up? Well, what I think it says to us is there's a real differentiation. To the extent that there's no more slack in the United States labour market, there's likely to be tighter money as a consequence of that. Whereas in Europe, there's an enormous amount of slack. 
and the prospects for inflation are very subdued still. And that's the key difference which is propelling the dollar higher and likely to continue in that vein. Okay. So there you are. You're an investor coming into 2017. Do you recommend are the, are the best trades? Well, we certainly think as a currency specialist that the dollar is likely to remain at the vanguard of currency markets and the trend is likely to continue. We've had a very significant move already in the yen to 118, as you mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And I think that that's likely to continue. But particularly, we need to focus on European currencies, where because of the differentiation I talked about, the euro is likely to go down further. Are you a parity man? In the longer term, I'm a below parity man. Right. Okay. Actually, I think yeah. that could go quite a bit further. Mm-hmm. And also, the other dimension is to the extent that China is a concern and a risk, monetary conditions, uh, financial conditions are tightening. Five-year rates have gone up 100 basis points in six weeks at a time where Chinese corporates are laden with debt. And so that is going to be a stress for the economy. And the Chinese authorities are concerned they don't want to get any bubbles out of control, viz property markets and the like. So you could see in currency terms that impacting things like the Australian dollar. Yeah, clearly a strong dollar. We've always said it has this huge impact on emerging markets. Are we back to that? We had a, a strange year with emerging markets, didn't we? It started badly, very good middle. It's coming off again. It's certainly coming off again after the Fed meeting. So... Going into 2017, how do you recommend people look at EM? I think there are risks. As I said before, the China debt problem is real, particularly in an environment of uh, financial conditions tightening. But also, as you know, another dimension of this is the seemingly protectionist sentiments of the new White House administration. Mm. And that is going to be a key theme in the early part of next year. Is the Treasury Department really going to call Chinese a currency manipulator. That will have geopolitical and diplomatic consequences of significance and economic consequences as a result. And that could be very negative emerging markets should that come to pass. Okay. And within EM, are you concerned about the prospect of more capital controls? Is that something that is flows not just in China, but in other countries is, is flows outflow is going to be an issue? It is an issue to the extent that a tighter monetary policy in the US and the yield benefit you have by uh, coming back into the dollar is is there and going to increase. But also there's been a huge amount of debt issued by emerging markets, both in local and dollar terms. Mm. And in this environment, capital flows could shift very materially to repay that debt, which would be dollar positive. Okay. So are there any what ifs in conclusion, Mark, to worry investors? You mentioned protectionism, and I buy that. But can you see, for example, a feedback loop affecting the US economy if the dollar keeps strengthening in this way? Well, there is concern as to what extent it could curtail the strength of the US economy by dint of tightening monetary conditions. Mm. I think we're a long way away from that. There has been some press comment in the last couple of weeks about a new plaza record. We're a long, long way away from the idea that the dollar is overvalued. In fact, if anything, a strong dollar will help the Fed because, of course, it will mitigate pressures on inflation. So given the current environment, it's probably helpful to the cause. Mark, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. But before I do that, how has your year been overall? How's Millennium done? And how crazy a year has it been? Well, as always, it's been an interesting times, as the Chinese curse says. I think the outlook for next year in the industry is that currency matters, that in fact, institutional investors are waking up to the idea they need to manage currency risk, can be concerned about risk mitigation and also using it to benefit adding extra returns an environment we're coming to the end of a 35 year bull market in fixed income mm. and perhaps not far from the end of a seven and a half year bull market in, in equities so currency is, is where it's at is it going to be as crazy next year as it has been this year it always is but it'll be interesting <laughs> and that's the fun of the game mark astley chief executive of millennium global investments thank you very much and a merry christmas thank thanks you. for listening we'll be back next week for a review of what has been a remarkable year indeed join us for that 
from hard currency, it's goodbye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.